off to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Painter. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, we are bringing you another great video, one that you've all been waiting for, and that is Cody's Mock Draft 1.0. By the time you're seeing this, you've already seen my Mock Draft video 1.0. If you haven't, be sure to go check that out. We'll have a link in the description for that. But make sure you guys go check that out. Today, we're going to see what Cody has in mind for the Colts going into this draft. Now, keep in mind, folks, he had a little bit more time to prepare because he had to prepare for the Phillip Rivers news and other things of that nature. I didn't quite have that ability, and some other guys in my draft board didn't do so well with declaring for the draft. So, you know, some stuff that happened there, but I'll get a better one next time. But I'm excited to hear what Cody's got this time around. Cody, why don't you go ahead and begin your mock draft 1.0? Sounds good. All right. So in the first round, we don't know what the picks are quite yet. So I'll just say first round. So in the first round, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Joseph Osai, edge rusher from Texas. So I love this guy because he's 6'4", 250. It's interesting with what he did with Texas because this guy has like a giant frame. Like he really does. And the cool thing is, Derek, he's still growing into that frame as well. So this guy actually, within Texas, he put his hand in the dirt for a little bit, and he also stood up for the 3-4 defense type of uh, rusher. So he has the ability to do both, and I really like what this guy has. He has natural athleticism like crazy, crazy athleticism. So he's really a phenomenal player. He's very, very explosive. He's got a very, very high motor. He's the type of guy that like continues to go and go. And, you know, we talked about how on this defense, you were looking at edge rusher as the number one need right now for the Indianapolis Colts. And we know mm -hmm. that edge rushers don't just grow on trees, right? So mm -hmm. for this guy, I just love his upside, his size, his motor, and the fact that he's still growing into his body a little bit. The only couple knocks, I guess, is he's not the best against the run. He's not bad against the run, but he's not the best against the run. And the other knock on him was his coverage when he was a linebacker. Well, obviously that goes away if we put him at the defensive end position there. He has the ability to do both, which I think is good. And I think he'd really thrive, honestly, in that five technique position on the Colts 4-3 scheme. So he's my guy here in the first round. I really like pick a lot i think it just solves your hopefully solves your immediate need at pass rusher for the next decade i mean when's the last time the colts have had a dominant edge presence in a while it's been a while since the colts have had a guy like that right you could maybe point to like oh a justin houston he was pretty good a couple of years ago but you know a true true dominant young guy it's been a while since probably freeney and mathis since the colts have had a guy like that so for that reason, I really like him a lot. And, you know, there's also, like, not a huge pressure right away for him to come in. And, you know, maybe he will because I think he has that upside. But he's the type of guy that I feel like, okay, like, you already have enough guys at defensive end, right? You have enough veteran guys in there. If you bring back Houston, you bring back Autry or whatever you do there. He can just be a rotational piece at first. But I, I really like his upside a lot, Derek. And so that is my first guy there in round one. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the uh, stuff that you have here. And yeah, he's one of the premier guys that the Longhorns are going to have in the draft this year. 
Yeah, he's at 6'4", 255. That's not too bad. A little small compared to weight-wise, but like you said, if he's going to just keep growing into that frame, then that's honestly not a bad thing. You know, put on a couple yeah. more pounds of muscle, that's not too bad. I mean, there's a couple DEs that are 265, 270, and they make it work. Looking at the stats here, 34 total tackles, had one and a half sacks, two pass deflections, two forced fumbles. This last season had 15 quarterback pressures, six QB hits, and 17 third down stops. So, you know, this guy definitely has the ability to influence the play, even if he's not a tremendous pass rusher at the moment. It certainly has other qualities to help. And I think they said his biggest knock is he has an occasional lapse when it comes to tackling. I think they said that's his biggest one. But they said that, you know, he's gotten better at that this year. But they said if his athleticism continues to improve, then he could legitimately be a late first rounder. So I like that pick. I like that you're going with edge. I know a lot of people were saying that, you know, which which one is more important. And because left tackle, there's a lot more depth of that this year. You could get somebody a little bit later if you wanted to. So mm -hmm. I, I like that, you know, attacking the edge first. I like that one a lot. Yeah, and this guy has such long arms, too. Like, he is such the Chris Ballard pick for me because he's got gotcha. long arms. He's got the athleticism. He's kind of like a more refined Kamoko Ture, I feel like, in certain ways. He's just got that freak nature about him. And and if you can refine that, I mean, this guy could be a dominant pass rusher in the next couple of years, no doubt. And speaking of offensive tackle, that moves me to the second round here. I had the, the Colts actually selecting Liam Eichenberg, right? Left tackle, Notre Dame. Now, I know this has kind of been a popular pick as well. This is a guy, man, that you can just plug right in and he can be your left tackle for the future. I know there's a couple different knocks on him. Like he struggles a little bit against, you know, some of those faster pass rushers, which obviously you'll need to help him out probably his rookie season a little bit against some of those guys because you're going to play some of those guys this coming season. But, you know, I really like him a lot. Um, I, you know, I think he has very, very good fundamentals. He's, he's very sound in that. Overall, he's six foot six, 305 pounds. <laughs> And he's got a really high ceiling, I feel like. He's still pretty raw in certain ways, and I think he still can grow in those areas. Yeah, overall, I think he's a very talented offensive tackle. He probably needs to put on a little bit more weight. He's only 305 pounds, so maybe puts on a little bit more strength there in his frame. But but overall, I like what this guy has. He's got the ideal size in terms of length and all that stuff that you look for. But, you know, there's obviously a few different things. Maybe he needs to get a little bit better. I like what he brings for the offensive tackle. And boom, there you go. You address defensive end and then offensive tackle in your first two picks. Yeah, I really like this option. And I said, you know, left tackle is one of the big ones for me. And Heikenberg's name is a name that a lot of people keep bringing up, right? It's one of the... Mm -hmm. Three names that we hear a lot of when we're talking about these guys. And yeah, I mean, 6'6", 305, you're right. Could get a few more pounds, but, you know, he's he's been pretty good. And, you know, one thing I will definitely say about your Fighting Irish is they do have a tendency to bring out some pretty decent offensive linemen. We've seen that over the last five years. They've been shipping out some good ones. We obviously know that due to Quentin Nelson. So we're one of the equivalents of that. You know, guys like Zach Martin and Ronnie Stanley all played for Notre Dame at one point recently. So, you know, a lot of great guys coming out of Notre Dame. And, you know, Eichenberg certainly has that ability to do that. You know, like you said, uh, if he's going to be a second rounder, you're like you said, he's going to need to get a little bit more weight on him. 
I'm going to have to do a little better on some of the stronger, faster edge rushers, but I do feel confident that the Colts can game plan around that. You know, we have always done that where we put a tight end over there to help the left tackle. It's one of those things that we've continuously done. So I don't see any problem with Eichenberg, you know, taking that next step, being next to Quentin Nelson as well. You know, that really helps as well to make you feel a little more confident in yourself. So yeah, dude, if you can get Eichenberg in the second round, holy cow, that would be an amazing pick. <laughs> yeah. And you know, to the Colts, you know, whole emphasis on running the ball, right? This guy is really, really good at run blocking, like really, really good. His obviously pass protection is his, if there's a flaw, it's definitely his flaw, but you know, it's like, he's not a liability either. I mean, you think of who his quarterback was Ian book, a guy that's kind of unpredictable at certain points. I thought he he looked really, really solid in pass protection as well, but you know, obviously it's different translated to the NFL level. So you're definitely going to have to potentially help him out a little bit as he gets bigger, gets a little bit stronger. But I feel confident in this guy, man. And in Notre Dame, like you said, they they produce some pretty good offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like he's probably one of the more pro-ready tackles to plug and play from day one. So I like him, especially if he can fall here in the second round. And for some people who are saying this is unrealistic, I did a draft simulator, okay? Like this guy was available in this draft simulator. Now we know those aren't accurate all the time, but – you know, and here here's he the and thing: a lot of him. a lot of draft profiles also do think that he could be a late first rounder and even in a second round as well. I mean, there's a lot of them that do have you know in the second round because you know it often depends on the combine and pro days and things of that nature. You're going to find out you know how strong he is. You know, if there's a lapse in in strength, that can be an issue. You talked a little bit about you know pass blocking is somewhat of an issue for him against other guys. You know, that that's something that can take a hold. And like we said, for as many left tackles as there is in this draft, people may not be in such a hurry to go and get one because Mm -hmm. we all know who the top one is. But, you know, outside of that, there's like four or five different guys that can be plugged in at any time. So honestly, it's not far fetched to say that Eichenberg can fall to the second round. It's not far fetched. You know, and in a similar way, sort of, I know last year, the wide receivers were just so dang deep and so talented. I kind of look at that way a little bit for the offensive tackles in the first couple of rounds. Like, like you said, there's so many guys, like a guy that could potentially be a first round pick in next year's draft could fall all the way to the second round. And I think potentially Eichenberg could be one of those guys who does fall all the way down here to the second round in the Colts pick. So there we go. In my opinion, two of the biggest positions of need, obviously quarterback is one, but you know, on the offense and defense, you address the trenches, pick one, pick two. Pick number three, you stay with the defense, and you draft Cameron McGrone. He's a linebacker from Michigan. A little bit of a surprise one, but I like him a lot because he projects to be a starting Mike linebacker. And here's the thing I want to say about him, Derek. This guy has not had a ton of experience playing in college. He didn't have a ton. He only played in 19 games, only started 15 of those. So he's still very young. He's a redshirt sophomore. So he, he doesn't have a whole lot of experience, right? He's still raw and, and playing time. But this guy has all the physical tools to be an elite linebacker, an elite Mike linebacker in this league. I know we've talked about how we like Anthony Walker a lot. And, you know, if the say the Colts do resign Walker to a one- or two-year deal, I don't think you ne- necessarily need to play McGrone from day one. I think you could potentially just be a rotational piece, learn from Walker, and if you decide and you like his upside, you decide in one or two years, hey, we're going to roll with this guy. <laughs> I mean, he's better in coverage. He's physically and athletically more gifted. 
And this guy's just always around the ball, man. He's always making plays. Really like what he brings a lot. He, I mean, he just came on to Michigan. It was just a force in that linebacker group. And also, yeah, you know, he didn't have a ton of experience, I guess, in coverage. But when he did, I liked what I saw from him. But overall, you know, he's a very explosive athlete. I really like what he brings there. He's a three-down linebacker. And I think, honestly, if you draft him here and maybe this season, maybe in a year, he's going to be one of the best Mike linebackers in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what they were saying. A guy that could definitely be a starting Mike linebacker at some point at the professional level. You're right. Only 19 games and 15 starts. So, yeah, young, inexperienced guy, definitely for sure. But definitely a guy that is not afraid to get down and dirty. He has a lot of willingness to blitz. He has a lot of mm. nastiness to him when it comes to that, which would definitely be great if the Colts decide to start upping up some of the blitzes. You know, McGrone could definitely be that kind of guy. You're right. Physical attributes, 6'1", 230. I mean, that's a good size for a linebacker. He's definitely much bigger. When you look at like the difference in size when it comes to him and Darius, I mean, you know, he's a couple inches taller and about, you know, probably 20 pounds heavier. So, you know, it's it's quite weird to see the difference there. But I think the one thing that it showed was that he's definitely a tough son of a gun. He actually yes. played this season with a with a cast on his hand and he still continued to go out there every day and started and played even with that cast on just going down and just destroying everyone. So I like that. I like a guy that's not afraid to say, I may be hurt, but if I got a chance to play, I'm going to play and I'm going to go out there and do it. So I like this pick. I mean, we I've seen some people say that, you know, if the Colts decide to maybe move on from Anthony Walker, or if you want to find another weapon at linebacker, that could be another one at that time that could help. Yeah, and I think this one would surprise a lot of people, but like honestly, I get it at the same time because you do like Anthony Walker is a great player, and we've we've talked about it before, right? He's a great leader, all this stuff, but man, this guy offers so much more upside in terms of athletic ability and in coverage. I mean, let's be real, like whenever you know Leonard or Okariki would go out, we got a little bit nervous because that means Anthony Walker in coverage, and we don't necessarily love that. But if you bring this guy in, man, I mean. The only knock on him is just his experience at this point. He's got all the physical tools. He's tough. He's exactly the type of Matt Eberflus type of linebacker that I think if he's sitting there, man, in the third round, the Colts have to take him. I really love what he brings, man, from, from all aspects. And if your only knock on you is experience, we'll give you plenty of that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on now to the fourth round. So, in the fourth round, I have the Indianapolis Colts selecting Trey Smith, 6'6", 325-pound guard from Tennessee. A little bit of a shocker as well. But let me explain. The Colts struggled a lot in terms of depth last season, right? And this guy, physically, he is huge. He is almost Quentin Nelson size huge in terms of pounds, right? He's about 10 pounds less than Quentin Nelson. So this guy, obviously, is a big human being. He's got raw power. Like, very, very strong. He's got a good frame. The only thing he really lacks, man, is just he struggles in fundamentals sometimes. He struggles in that kind of stuff. And a little bit of flexibility as well and lack of mobility. Those are kind of the knocks on him. But, man, he is just such a powerful guy. You can't teach this kind of strength. Like, he's just one of those guys where, you know, it's the fourth round now. So, like, obviously he's not going to start. But it's Mm -hmm. the fourth round, and you can have a guy like – for example, last year, project guy like Jacob Eason, 
right? He doesn't have to play right away, but if you can hone in on some of these traits, you could have a really, really good starter moving down the road. And one guy that, man, if you had, think about it, if you had 330 pound Quentin Nelson and 325 pound Trey Smith at guards, man, that's going to strike some fear into some defenses, quite honestly. So I like what, what they bring from him. I really like what he brings as well. One thing of note that's really interesting, Derek, is in 2018, he he dealt early on with some blood clots in, in February of 2018. And then in October 2018, they appeared again. He actually went on a six-month uh, blood thinning medication and, and baby aspirin to get him ready to play in 2019. Has not had any issues since then. So the Colts would have to obviously do their homework on that, just make sure everything's good there. But overall, from a value standpoint and just from a physical standpoint, I really want to bring him in. You know, he had some tackle experience when he was with Tennessee early on, settled in at right guard then. So he can play tackle and guard in a pinch, right? And that's what the Colts were really missing was that tackle depth last year. I mean, if you bring back a guy like Will Holden, you feel pretty decent about the tackle depth there based off of his limited experience. But, you know, say your right tackle goes down, you know, knock on wood, say Braden Smith goes down for a game or whatever happens. We know how unpredictable the NFL is. I look at a guy like him, like Trey Smith, and you just put him in there, man, and you just let him go to work. I mean, he's one of those graders. He Basically, it's like if he has you in his clutches, you're not getting away from this guy. So that's my fourth-round pick. I think the Colts go back to offensive linemen. We know how much the Colts have loved the offensive line and the defensive line. So you think about their first four picks, three of them are on the line. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not kidding with the size of this guy. 6'6", 325, that is ginormous. You're right. He did play some left tackle early in his career before being a right guard where he best fits in the NFL due to his size. You know, that's mm -hmm. the guy that big definitely deserves to be on the inside. And he said also that's why being on the inside is what helps him because, like you said, of that pure strength of just being that strong where, you know, if you have him on the inside, then you're right. He can either bulldoze people or he's just holding you down and there's really nowhere for you to go and things of that nature. And they said that's ultimately why he works better as a guard than it is a tackle because his hips are not as great as, you know, some other guys would be. So that's why it's a little more difficult for him to be a tackle. But, sure. I mean, they said his biggest issue is that he's got some technical uh, growth to make, right? He's got to work on his right. technique. He's going to have to work on the hips, work on some feet and other stuff like that. But you're right. Like, you can't teach the size of that. You can teach technicality. You cannot teach being 6'6 six, six and 330 pounds. That is huge. And, you know, you're right. The uh, medical part of this certainly takes a little bit of pause for concern. They'll probably look into it, see if this is something that needs to continue to be monitored. I don't necessarily think that if it is something to continue monitoring, I don't necessarily think it's something that the Colts would dock him for. I mean, this is always something that you want to try to make sure a player is well taken care of. But if it hasn't really bothered him that much over the last two seasons of playing, I don't necessarily think it would be too much. I'm not a doctor, so I can't really tell you. But yeah, I mean, again, perfect prospect here at this time. You know, right? It's just size and strength. It's there. Just needs to be worked on a little bit. But I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on now to round number five. So I have the Colts selecting 
surprise, surprise, another lineman, Marlon Tipulatu. I think I pronounced that right. I, I had to spell it out so I could sort of say it right. He's a defensive tackle. He's from USC, uh, 6'3", 295 pounds. And Derek, we talked about this. You know, when you did your mock draft before, obviously you were picking an interior lineman pretty early there. And I uh, was kind of questioning, okay, why are we doing that? But you brought up a good point. Like Ballard is always wanting to work on the trenches. I mean, last year you think about it, he brought in Sheldon Day, brought in Robert Windsor. I mean, he's continually, and also Taylor Stallworth, who's now a pretty good rotational piece for you. And I look at a guy like Marlin, and he's really got good athleticism for his size. He's really got good body control as well. Maybe slightly undersized for a one technique, but he's right around 300 pounds, so not too much. And the thing also that I think he offers is some upside and pass rush from your interior. And I think that's something you can always work on. I feel like when you think of a one technique, you think of a guy like that, you typically think of a run stuffer type of guy. You don't really think of a guy that can get to the quarterback. But overall, he's good at getting to the passer. He has a really, really strong bull rush. And he's also good against the run. So he's just a really solid guy here. I like him overall. I think he's really could potentially develop into a three down type of defensive lineman for you. And he's really built for that 4-3 scheme, I feel like, in a lot of ways. So maybe not the most athletically gifted in terms of size. I mean, he can obviously still add weight, but as it stands right now, he's not like a Grover Stewart or something like that. But he offers a lot of upside from an athletic standpoint, and that's kind of what you do here in this fifth round. And, you know, moving on then, you, you go based off the guys that you like. Maybe he's the guy that you think like Robert Windsor was – was around this time last year, and he didn't even see the field. So it's just adding more competition to that defensive line group. And I really like this pick a lot because it just continues to fortify what Ballard stands for when talking about building those trenches. Yeah, I mean, a four-star recruit coming out of high school is crazy. He was all Pac-12 uh, this last season and multiple times thereon. I mean, this guy had over 100 tackles in his mm. tenure at USC. I mean, so this guy you know, was very active as a defensive tackle. Maybe not having the sack numbers that people would love to see, but, you know, he had a couple sacks every now and again, so it's not like he couldn't, but you're right. Mainly a guy that stuffs against the run, and you know how we are about that. We know that Chris Ballard loves some boys in the middle that can play against the run, and, you know, at 295, that's not even a bad weight. That's really not. That's actually pretty good weight, and, you know, he's 6'3", too, so he's not short. He's a, definitely got some good arm length. He's long. He's got good weight to him. They say that he's just exceptional in the run because he's got a great ball rush, has good lateral mobility. He really does well with his hips, and he has good body control, which is great. And they think that he's best suited in a 4-3 scheme, which is exactly what the Colts want to run with that front four. So I like this one, dude. I mean, honestly, in a, <laughs> in a fifth round, if this guy's available – Holy cow, yeah, another great run defender in the middle to add to that long list of guys that we have already. Yeah, I I would enjoy that one. Yeah, I guess the reason why I said he was undersized was because, like, he's he's primarily known for his run stuffing, right? Like, that's what he's known for. And when you think of run stuffers, you think of 325-pound type of guys. He's kind of a tweener a little bit. Like, he's got the size of a three technique, but also he's, like, you know, he's about the same size as DeForest Buckner in terms of weight, but he's also like so much better at stopping the run. So he's kind of like a weird one to me, but he's certainly got a lot of upside. And I like him kind of as a rotational piece. Maybe he plays more three technique as he gets into the NFL level. But 
But yeah, I like this guy from that standpoint, from a depth standpoint, and the upside he provides. And Another old hymen for you there. All right, for my next pick, for all the IU football fans out there, Watt Fillier is my next pick in the sixth round. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. He's a very interesting player. I like him a lot, quite honestly, because he doesn't have like the greatest size. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. Um, he, he Interesting enough, man, he started in high school. He played running back, wide receiver, and defensive back. And he came in as a true freshman at IU, and he just completely lit the world on fire, quite honestly. And this is the type of guy that, you know, you're talking about toughness with what I pick a couple picks ago. This guy is tough, man. I mean, he doesn't have the size, right? He's more going to be a slot receiver. He's going to be more of a weapon like that. But, man, he is absolutely electric when he has the ball in his hands. He's agile. He's quick. He's tough. He's really involved in the run blocking as well. Like, he wants to be a big part of that. And obviously, for his size, you don't typically think of guys going and doing that. But, you know, he's just a type of guy. He's a really scrappy type of guy who offers a lot of that. And, and I really think that's what they're looking for in their receivers, right? Guys who are willing run blockers, guys that aren't afraid to put their body on the line. And to get a guy like this in the sixth round with that kind of upsize, that kind of toughness, I like this pick. And he's got a decent 40 time too at a 4-5, so that would be pretty good. I'm kind of looking at his stats from 2019. And obviously this year had a lot less time to play in the games because there were less games this year due to everything going on. But in 2019, this kid had 70 catches for a thousand yards and had five touchdowns. So he was averaging 84 yards per game and had over 14 yards per catch. So, you know, this guy definitely is used to the big play. Certainly no issue there. You know, and we've gotten guys like Pittman and Pasco guys who can play in the red zone, guys that are big guys that can go up and get the ball. But it would be good to see Fillier, who's another guy that, you know, is kind of like that T.Y. Hilton. He just makes plays after the catch and just has that toughness about him. So I think, yeah, my guy that I selected in my mock draft was just the complete polar opposite to yours. They're both athletes, but one's much taller and the other one's just a little bit shorter. So, I mean, I yeah. like this pick, though. It's how it it's how it rolls. Yeah, so the reason why I didn't take a bigger guy here was because you got a bigger guy last year in Desmond Patman in the sixth round. Right. So I figure, why not go the opposite? Find a guy that's a speedster, get the ball in his hands. You already have Paris Campbell to Michael Harris. Get another weapon for your, whoever your quarterback is. Get him another weapon. And at this point, yeah, I, I mean, he's a sixth-round pick. You know, it's like if he doesn't work out, it's okay. Like he's a sixth-round pick for a reason. Maybe he has a kind of redshirt season like Desmond Patman had. But what he provides from a toughness standpoint, I just love this, and I think that's what Ballard is looking for in his receivers. And I think even if he doesn't get a lot of playing time, maybe in year one or year two, I think he can just provide a lot for that receiver room and, you know, just bring some toughness to that room. If you see a guy like him, 180 pounds, being a willing blocker, maybe some of those other guys who should be better blockers will be like, oh, this is important. (laughs) So, and then my last one here, my last pick of this mock draft, I actually have the Colts selecting a tight end, interesting enough. His name is Kerry Angeline. He's a 6'7", 250-pound tight end out of NC State. He's actually got pretty good size, Derek. And he's got a good frame to work with. He's kind of like a thing of clay, right? And like, there's a lot of upside with this guy, but he's also pretty raw in a lot of ways. Like his route running is very raw. Uh, That's his biggest knock by far is his route running. He's actually got pretty solid hands, pretty soft hands as well. 
Maybe he's the fastest guy in the world. Maybe he doesn't do great against separation. But right now, I just look at this guy as kind of like a project type of guy, right? You don't really know what your future is at tight end. Get a project guy. Say you bring back all your tight ends this year. Get a guy in the seventh round. Could work out, could not work out, but just continue to add to that tight end room. You know, Ballard's always tinkering with different stuff at positions. And I think it makes sense here. He was the best player on my board when I drafted them in the seventh round. So I think you you end it by getting another potential weapon for your offense. Ah, oh, you and your tight ends. How did I not anticipate this possibly coming up? Yeah, I mean, NC State definitely gets themselves some good players every now and again. Like you said, yeah, he's got good good hands. Just one, a couple different issues and the fact that you're right, his route running is very, very raw. He's going to have to work on that with the coaches, but you know, that's not too difficult. Somebody can assure up that, and that's not really an issue. It's just him be able to extend his range a little bit. When you're six, seven, I anticipate you to go and dominate your opponent. The guy that's definitely shorter than you. So go and dominate that person. You don't have to gain speed and distance away from the guy that's guarding you. I just need you to be physical. I need you to go up and get balls that are going to be 50, 50. And he just doesn't do that right now. So maybe that's something you're right that he learns, but it definitely a guy with raw skill and raw size to be able to make it work. And he's, if he does get drafted, right, he's with another six, seven guy, Mo Ali Cox, who can teach him a lot about the 50, 50 ball. So it's just another project guy. If he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out, but at least you're giving yourself a chance with an athlete, a guy who has, you know, a good frame, good arm length. He's got everything you need from a physical standpoint. Now it's just about refining his craft in other ways. So that's my first mock draft of the 2021 offseason 1.0. Can't wait to see the comments of people saying that I'm the worst drafter on the planet, but <laughs> wait for that. It'll be interesting to see who's most fans like better, who's mock draft they like better. Neither of us picked a quarterback, man, which is very interesting. Neither one of us, neither one of us picked the quarterback, guys. So mm. unless some stuff starts happening here over the next two months, I don't know if it's going to change or not. We will see. But, you know, that'll be determined at another time. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this. Let us know what you thought of Cody's mock draft. Let us know who you thought was better. I mean, who thought that, you know, me taking a left tackle was better in the first round or you go with Cody's? I have imagined they're probably going to say yours because they probably liked the idea of getting an edge in the first round and getting Eichenberg in the second round. I'm just saying. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this. (laughs) 